0: symbol of
1: excellence in sports entertainment. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to my world. And of course, we couldn't do it without the Hall of Famer, your friend and mine, the greatest professional wrestler of all
0: time, ladies and gentlemen, Double J, Jeff Jarrett. Jeff, how are you, man? Oh, Conrad Thompson. I am. I'm really, I'm doing fantastic. Great workout. All caffeined up. Got my. Second cup of coffee out of my Springfield Lucky Horseshoes Yeti. Life is good. The weather outside, Conrad. You know, it's one of those February mornings that um, it's just—it's beautiful. We had a nice weekend. Uh, I am the current, reigning, and defending um, Uno champion of the house right now, uh, Conrad. Last e- uh, week in in Dynamite uh, down in New Orleans, had a blast, but there were some beads thrown around, and one of the beads uh, that I brought home, had on this little crown symbol. And so that's, you have to, uh, wear that in the Jared household if you win the UNO game. And so Cody's not happy right now. I'll just say that, but good, Connie. How are you pal? How's, uh, I'll say this diplomatically.
1: Oh, here we go. Here
0: we go. How's your thumbs today? My
1: thumbs are great. I can't wait for us to talk about my thumbs. I know exactly what you're talking about, but first, because I know that's going to be a big topic, I want to talk about the big news about AEW. I know that as a rule of thumb, we don't talk about a lot of inside baseball stuff here about AEW, but man, our, our dude, Tony Khan, your friend and mine, he has teased that he has a major announcement this Wednesday. And there's been lots of speculation that perhaps AEW has been eyeing a date in Boston. And even more rumor and innuendo that Sasha banks may be headed into AEW. of course, these days she's called Mercedes Monet. She had a handful of fantastic matches for new Japan, and that's really all she's done outside of the WWE tent for a long, long time. It feels like she is one of, if not the biggest free agent, uh, in the, in the wrestling world, and there are a lot of hardcore WWE fans who were crossing their fingers and maybe their toes too, hoping that she was in the women's Royal rumble. We know that was not the case. And I discussed with, uh, Eric Bischoff, if Mercedes Monet does wind up landing in AEW, would it make sense for her to do one of those old school Sean Waltman style shoot promos? Like when Sean first came back to the WWF fresh off a WCW run, man, that got a lot of buzz going. I really liked that. And I thought it was cool. And planted a flag. And really you've seen a lot of like MJF promos where he references the competition, where do you stand on a talent referencing the competition and coming out with a big bang and a big worked shoot promo, if you will, on their debut, I asked because you famously did that years ago when you came back to the WWF, do you think that still works in 2024? Eric was not bullish on it, but I am what say you.
0: Hmm. Sidebar: Did you ever trademark rumor and innuendo?
1: I don't believe so. <laughs> we may have. I mean, uh, I think about it. Bruce may
0: have, but I don't think so. Anyway, it's it's it's. You were talking about free agents and um, man, the business. It's electric. <laughs> I shouldn't use yeah, but you know. The, the, I guess the tone and the vibe of the business, I, I absolutely love. And your specific question is what's my thoughts on a fill in the blank. You said basically a shoot
1: work, shoot promo. I mean, I, I, I look forward to the Mercedes. There's lots of ways you could debut a talent. Yes. But I think about the way that you came back to the WWF and you yeah. stood in the ring and you talked about WCW now at the time. WCW was firmly winning the quote unquote war firmly. And, and, and you were the WWF as weird as this sounds was kind of the challenger brand. And Eric Bischoff really gained a lot of notoriety by poking at the competition when he was trying to grow WCW, and they were the challenger brand and we've seen MJF and a lot of other folks come in and do promos, whether it was Taz or it was punk or whatever. There's always references to the other side. It's always good for a big pop and a good reaction. And if you're trying to really rally the troops behind a challenger brand, I think it's okay to call out the other folks. And I wondered, man, when you're going to do that for Mercedes Monet, or, or do you do that? We know that she is one of the best wrestlers, you know, bell to bell. But I'm saying as far as her promos, we've only really heard her do her thing through the WWE kaleidoscope, which usually means a producer ran over with pages of notes and says, Hey, remember these two pages of dialogue and go knock it out in a few hours. I don't think that's how the sausage is made in AEW. So I, for one, am excited, especially given the way she left WWE. And now if she does land at a challenger brand, it just feels like, what do you mean? You have to do that type of promo. Yes. Didn't like that, but you agree with me, right? Well,
0: Conrad, here's, I'm going to kind of give you a two-part answer. One, and I'm not saying that, you know, the old adage, uh, always punch up, right. I'm a big big believer in that, but I also think no matter where you are at, whether you're the, 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 you know, the number one brand or the number two brand, whatever it may be, I, I, I think, I think the goal of professional wrestling. It's to blur the lines. Yes, always. It, Suspend your disbelief. It's it's like the art of truly the essence of what we do. Sometimes gets completely lost in in the most simplistic of things. It's like I can hear my old man in my ear or Dutch in my ear. It's like, hey guys, the art of this is to suspend disbelief to make it look real. You, you, you you can't legitimately beat the crap out of each other or yourself night after night, or you don't have a career. You don't have longevity, the promos. And, and I'm saying, yes, I was born and raised on, we'll call it the Memphis territory or USWA or Jerry Lawler and Jerry Jarrett or the territories and the era. But it's like the essence of what we do um, is blur the lines. So how do you do that? You have to say a, a, a couple of, um, uh, a couple of statements in your promos that are absolutely historical, correct, factual. Um, that promo, when I went back to the WWF, um, and you look, you know, there, there was so much debate and, look, it set a lightning rod and I, I got to go out and do stone cold show, but, but look, we had our chats and all that, but he was furious that night when I took and as a character, but no, that's, that's really Jeff talking, you know, uh, stone cold is being blasphemous and blah, 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 blah. And I'm a heel saying that, and this is a business and, and, you know, uh, I, the, I was, I was, it was scripted. For me to bring up Austin first, uh, Brett second, and I think Sean third or something like that. I said, no, 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 Austin's red hot. I'm saving him for last and go home because that's kind of the cadence in the promo. But any shoot promo, and I almost, I can't hate it because then I sound like I'm the old timer not evolving with the times, but we'll just call them the work shoot. It's it's like instead of a call it a work shoot. Lawler in 82, and I'm just saying, or, or flair in 82 or plug in play Ray Stevens or Nick Bockwinkle or Bobby Heenan or whatever it is, the essence of our business, they didn't call them worksheet promos. They called them promos, right? A a good money-making promo is a worksheet promo where you weave in. Um, I just saw a, a clip of Mick Foley from WWE TV this weekend, uh, and and I'm not, uh, we'll, we'll get into it, but the essence of the clip was him and CM Punk were in the ring, and he, man, he said it so good. He said, 29, Punk, 29. Do you know what that is? And I'm going to paraphrase this and get it all off. And, and you know, as it goes, Mick goes, 29. That's the total number of days that I held the WWE championship. Yes. Not in one reign, not in two reign, but in three complete reigns, he held the title 29 days. It's not about the days we work ourselves into these shoots that you got to hold the belt this long or that long, or you've got to do this move off the top rope that is undeniable and all this. No, (laughs) The, the art is working. I, I, I don't know how Eric could not like a work shoot probo. It's it, to me. I'm saying, oh, so you don't want to do a good probo? Because right. the term work shoot, in my mind, it's just a money making promo.
1: Well said. I hope that's what we see from Mercedes Monet. And I, for one, do hope oh, she on, lands. Hold on,
0: hold on. How do you know? It's it, rumor in innuendo. You're heading down that as if it's a given. Isn't there some know. speculation? I, I, I
1: said, you know, that I hope she shows up in AEW. I know it's unannounced, but we do know that Tony Khan has a big announcement. Um, listen, it's just us talking right now, Jeff. Nobody can hear us. What's that big announcement going to
0: be? Well, you know what is is fascinating to me? That over time, and look. W- w- we, and we often get into Dixie Carter conversations on our TNA episodes and we may or may not today. I don't know, but you know, uh, Oh no, you, you, you can't overuse the, the term. Um, uh, we've got an announcement. Well, generally speaking, it creates interest. It creates engagement. It creates discussion. Nick goulis in 1972 said it every, every weekend I signed the biggest card that I'd ever signed. He said it 52 weeks in a row. So making a big announcement draws interest and in everything like that is I love it. Um, it's the expectations that people think, Oh, it's for sure going to be Mercedes or it's sure going to be fill in the blank, uh, this event or this storyline or whatever it may be. Um, Connie, I'm going to tune in, and I'll get to be there live in Phoenix. Um, but I have a, a strong feeling that uh, you'll have your phone in your hand if you can't be in front of a television, and you'll want to know what that big announcement is. So, good buzz uh, announcements always uh, can create a buzz. Uh, you can, you know, go down the rabbit hole and 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 listen to the naysayers that say, "Oh, why the hell they do that?" I like the fact that they're commenting on why the hell did you do that. It creates engagement.
1: Absolutely. Totally agree. There's a lot to talk about. I want to talk about sting and the tag titles and revolution. And of course we're going to get to some WWE news. You know, listen, we've had a couple of curveballs. We thought last week we'd be talking about something different. We thought this week we'd be talking about something different, but I think based on the overall conversation in wrestling, we should talk about what everybody else wants to talk about. As a friend of mine goes on TV and says every now and again, what do you guys want to talk about? Well, that's what we do here on the show. <laughs> what I want to talk about is the other rumor and innuendo. We talked about a big free agent, Mercedes Monet. Okada. Mm. Boy, a lot of buzz since you and I've recorded his new Japan contract has come to an end. It expired on January 31st. I think it's uh pretty well established that he was the biggest star in new Japan pro wrestling. And no disrespect to Kenny Omega or Will Ospreay or AJ Styles or Jay White or so many other great performers who went before him. Tanahashi is now running the whole show. And that makes me wonder, is that, is that a great PR move to put Tanahashi in place? So there's not a backlash with those fans when, when one of their favorites leaves, but boy, there's a lot of buzz about what is O'Connor going to do? Because there's a report out that allegedly. He had a conversation with uh triple H once and said he'd like to perform at a WrestleMania and wouldn't he? I know a lot of American stars would love to compete on that wrestle kingdom card, but I guess the real question I have is should Okada sign with AEW and a lot of people believe that that is where he will land because Tony Khan may pay him more and give him a more favorable schedule. And maybe he'd have a little more free reign in his creative and maybe be more likely to have longer matches and the type of matches he likes. So a lot of people believe he winds up in AEW. And I'm not asking for your answer about whether or not he winds up in AEW. I am asking, should that happen? And Okada make his AEW debut at some point soon. Is last outlaw, last outlaw gonna whip his damn ass?
0: Well, you damn right. Yeah. You, you know what? it would be an honor and a privilege for him to take an ass whooping for me. Wouldn't you say, Connie?
1: Yes, sir. I mean, listen, I, now he needs to tread carefully because we know what happened. Now, I know there's reports out there that it was diverticulitis or something else, but it's an old-fashioned Memphis ass whooping is what put Kenny Omega on the shelf. That's well established. Well,
0: you saw what I did to Tanahashi
1: back in the day. Oh, goodness gracious. He ain't never been the same. He left wrestling completely.
0: He's an office guy now made his kid made his kid cry that's a true story asking so uh you know what conrad that we, i mean we are just getting cranked up on this episode of my world and we're talking about two megastars that are on the currently on the free agent market that got the wrestling world a buzz and you know okada um recently uh, wrestled in the states at TNA, and he- oh, you
1: don't just no, no, don't comma and keep going. That's why he's coming. I think that's why he's more apt to sign with AEW. And I know people say, well, Tony's going to pay him more money and give him a better schedule, and he might not even have to leave Japan. I hear you, but you know, in the back of his mind, he's thinking, "There's one man over there in that promotion who made me dress up like a goof in Orlando." Damn near ruined my whole career. And I've gone out and I've proven that I'm the greatest wrestler in the history of New Japan Pro Wrestling. And he's going to want to avenge it. And I think he might wind up with a damn guitar necklace if I had to
0: guess. That's uh, exa- exactly what, you know? Uh, <laughs> you too much. Hey, you know what? It just hit me just a second ago, too. Uh, Phoenix, uh, headed out there this week for Dynamite. Can you believe, Conrad, it's been a year? That is the place. That um, my father passed away uh, on a Tuesday. The following uh, Wednesday, but Tuesday was the 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 service, and you and and many other folks were there uh, graciously. And uh, flew out to um, Phoenix connie That's when I won that battle role. So it's it's hard. I, I say that to say a year has gone by. My, my you know my, my father passed away on February fourteenth, but. We're back at Phoenix, and here we are talking about Mercedes and Okada and a big announcement and mm, Stinger, Stinger title match. Lots of buzz, kid. Lots of buzz.
1: I got to tell you, I'm of the opinion that Tony, and I don't know. I have no inside information. I don't ask for scoops. That's not my way. I I don't don't leverage my friendships to get inside information. That's not my deal. However, here's a little spoiler for you. Tony Khan's announcement tomorrow is not going to be that Sting's last match is officially sold out because there's like 44 tickets left, and they might be opening up some more. Go grab them at aewtix.com. We'll talk about that in a minute. But they're going to announce that the new main event is Okada versus Jeff Jarrett for the <laughs> deathmatch Championship that he won last year. That's the the crazy crazy crazy. chainsaw death match. That's happening. And it's going to be the main event. And I know that Jeff's been getting ready because he's had Factor in his back pocket. And if you're ready to get ready for the level up of 2024, Factor can help. You see, Factor's delicious ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Whatever tomorrow takes you, be ready with chef-prepared, chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals that have been delivered right to your door. You've got dozens of options every single week. Something for everybody. Keto and Calories Smart and Vegan and Veggie. They've even got all your add-ons too, like breakfast or snacks. Here's what we're talking about. Two-minute meals. And they're restaurant-quality meals that are ready to just heat and eat wherever you are. Whenever you are. That's what I like about this. Not only that, it's also cheaper. You can sign up and save. They've done the math. and Factor is less expensive than takeout. And because every meal is dietitian-approved to be nutritious and delicious, man, it's a double whammy. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast upscale options done easily. It's also very flexible with your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need. You just need six meals a week, no problem. You need 18 meals a week, they can help you with that. And I wanna mention this, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. So if you travel for work or you're going out of town or you've got people coming in town and you know your schedule's gonna be different, whatever, Factor makes it easy. It's no prep, it's no mess, Seriously, if you're watching along with us on YouTube, or better yet, just go see for yourself at factormealscom MyWorld50, what you'll see is there's a white carton It tells you exactly what it is. You slide that off, there's plastic covering the food. You pop a couple of holes in that, slide it in the microwave, and in two weeks, you're going to eat beating a delicious meal. I say two weeks, I mean two minutes. I, I, this is a service and a product that is a big time part of our household here, whether they're sponsoring our show or not. Yes, I used our promo code. Yes, I saved some money. Yes, I'm gonna tell you how to do that too. But even when Factor's not advertising here, there's still Factor in the fridge. My wife and I believe in it, you will too. There's no prepping, there's no cooking, there's no cleanup needed. You just heat it and eat it, baby. Right now, check it out for yourself. See what they got, you're gonna find it. It's factormeals.com myworld50. Use our code myworld50 and you'll get 50% off your first box and two free wellness shots per box while that subscription is active. That's code MYWORLD50 at factormeals.com slash myworld50 to get 50% off your first box and two free wellness shots per box while the subscription is still active. Factor, it's the real deal. Ask Double J.
0: Uh, for the record, six factor meals since Friday.
1: <laughs> oh, there you go. It's great stuff, man. and.
0: Absolutely. Unbelievable, it, and a lifesaver. Uh, you know, a lot going on, uh, as as always. Uh, but uh, On a serious note, Karen's dad, uh, but out there is a prayer warrior, maybe prayers for uh, her father, going through a real tough time. So um, anyhow, I, I, I factored it this weekend, Connie. I, I grilled myself uh, both nights, but uh, I factored it up Friday afternoon, twice on Saturday, twice on Sunday.
1: Well, well- about check out factor. I think you're going to be glad you did. It's FactorMeals.com factor forward slash my world 50. Don't forget to use that promo code. My world 50 and thoughts and prayers with Karen. I know we talked a little while ago and, and, and I kind of hoped against hope that maybe things had gotten a little better, but we will keep Karen and her family in our prayers. And we need to throw some up for our pal Jr too. He's having a tough time right now. He's sharing what he'd like to on social media, but Uh, A little extra love his way when you're running through your prayers would go a long way. Amen. Uh, Let's also talk about something else that's gone a long way, and that's this story about Sting and his last match. And, of course, it's not called Sting's last match, but it is Revolution, and it's going down Sunday, March 3rd. So as you and I are talking, we're about a month away. There's a handful of tickets still available at AEWTIX.com. If I was a betting man with production kills, they could probably sell a few more. I mean, the way they're... I don't know that you know this, uh, but I actually looked this up last week, Jeff. There's been a lot of talk about the importance of the Greensboro Coliseum to Sting's career, especially with Ric Flair at that very first Clash of the Champions. They've already sold nearly three times the amount of tickets as the folks who were at that match in 1988. Not only that, there's as many folks at this show as there was at Starrcade 83, 84, 85, this is a big deal. It's actual wrestling history. And that word gets thrown around a lot in wrestling, but Sting is a legendary performer. And I don't know that there'll ever be another Sting. I'd be willing to bet there's not going to be, and this could be your last chance to see him live. So by all means, do everything you can to get there. aewTx.com I'm actually going to be at Sting's last television appearance as an active wrestler. He's going to be right down the road from me here in Huntsville, at the Von Braun Civic Center. Those tickets are on sale now. You can still get great seats. And this is real wrestling history. AEWTIX.com. You want to say you were there because this is unusual. AEW is not only going to do dynamite there, but collision as well. So we're going to do a lot of, I assume, we'd see a lot of storytelling on these go-home dynamites and go-home collision for Sting. I don't want to miss it. You don't either. A E W T I X dot I'll see you there. Uh, and if you see me there, come say hey and let's chat about wrestling. Uh, chat me up about what you expect. Connie. Yes, sir. You just called it the Von Braun. That's what we still call it. I oh. know it's prox Arena. <laughs> it's everybody gone. calls it the VBC or the. Yeah, I, mean, I still call it the Von Braun, but it's prox. He's a good man. No, nobody in this community respectfully calls it that. I know Bill Prope's. Uh, he's a great guy, but I'm just saying, in this community, I mean, it's kind of like you and I still say Twitter. I mean, you may say X, but it's
0: just it is what it is. Right. Oh, it's for, yeah. Well, I mean, Bridgestone Arena downtown used to be the SoMa Center, and the, just the chain. Yeah, it, it's the the naming rights of the building ebb and flow through the years, but I'm sure Prope's is on the ticket header. But uh, yeah, we, I call it the Von Braun, and it's I think that's the whole is. vernacular. It, it's the Von Braun Center. I've always called it. The Von Braun, like like uh, Mongo used to call it, the WCW. Yeah, like, no, it's yes. it's WC. No, it's not the, but he called it the WCW on Nitro. Um, but uh, we'll come back to Sting here in a second. But little sidebar, Connie, question for you: Is there a rumor and in innuendo going on around this one said guy referenced earlier, Mick Foley, about a last match?
1: You know, it's wild that you bring that up because, uh, we did our last Foley as pod and we, and we did it in the basement here, my, my home in Huntsville. And, you know, he had told us before that he was sort of looking to wind it down. And I think maybe what really accelerated that is he did that most wanted treasure show for WWE and they had him zigzagging all over the country. He actually told me that year that he did that, he traveled more. That year than he did when he was WWE champion 25 years ago. There was more travel involved in just that show and his regular appearances, whether it was a handful of one man shows or the autographs and things. So he's got with the family and they've decided we're going to start winding it down. And he wants to become a more private person when he turns 60 years old and just sort of come off the road and chill out and. Okay, gracefully as he can, after all he's put his body through over the years. And as we're coming to a close, because you know, we talked about off air, a last match after he saw Ric Flair's last match, but it was sort of a, I don't think I could ever do that sort of thing, but he's also talked about how he had struggled with his weight and he needed some sort of motivation. And he talked about the last time he lost the weight. The motivation was Vince McMahon in his ear saying that he wanted him to. And when, when Mick said he would, and said a number of pounds, he would drop. Vince said something like, I'm going to hold you to that. So Mick is a goal oriented guy. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the podcast, he said, I'm thinking about knowing again, that he wants to sort of end his wrestling career. Uh, not so many live shows, no more one man shows, no more convention appearances. That's not to say he wouldn't do something here or there. But really just be dad, be Mick, occasionally be Santa Claus. But but get off the road in this crazy breakneck pace he's been on for decades. He wants to do that at 60. So he sort of alluded to at the end of the show, thinking about doing a last match for my 60th birthday. And of course, my ears perked up.
0: Huh? <laughs> I can only imagine.
1: Uh, and, and we had a lot of fun talking about it on the show. He even said his dream opponent, because I said, listen, have you sort of gotten down the road as far as who a dream opponent for that might be. And he said Moxley or Cardona. So he's at least got a couple of different options in mind, which made me think, well, he's really thinking about this. His motivation is to lose a hundred pounds. And he says, Hey, if he can wrap his head around that and use that motivation to drop the weight, it would be a nice way to cap off his career. And you know what I did? I immediately went to work and started saying, okay. I'm not going to shoehorn myself in here as the promoter, but I did do this before. So I know some things that probably need to be put in place right now. Should he decide to do that? So yeah, if Mick does it, man, how special would that be? I, match the last death match Foley's last match. I mean, there's a lot of,
0: I love it. Yeah. I mean, the, the uh, so many things came to mind and I'm sure you've already talked about all this, but you know, when you did the roast of Bruce, can you imagine a roast of Mick, a convention around it? Um, his career touched so many promotions, Japan, Texas, Tennessee, the obvious, you know, a lot of people forget about his WCW rod and, and kind of, uh, in, in, a, in a lot of ways, you know, I, I and you know the story better than but isn't that how Jr. kind of pitched him to Vince? Yes. JR saw him on WCW and and that kind of stuff, and
1: just Jr. Uh, and, and Cornette were big advocates to bring him in. Okay, to to WCW, and then Jr. was pushing hard for him in the WWF. And as the story goes, Vince agreed, but said, "I'm only going to hire him so you know what it feels like to get your heart broke." assuming Mick was not going to make it. And of course, if you know Mick, man, he's a goal checker. I mean, he's, he's a box checker. He's a, he's a goal chaser. He's going to make it happen. And so I'm, I'm pulling for him. I hope he can drop these LBs.
0: I just saw on Twitter this weekend, doing cardio, a Brian Tracy, little, uh, real short something. maybe he's on Instagram, but it just kind of talked about the seven steps to every goal. Oh
1: yes. I saw the same one.
0: I mean, but in every kind of program. I don't care who it is. Tony Robbins, Brian Tracy, Zig Ziglar. I mean, we could go on and on and on. One of them is always in there is make it public, make it aware, write it down. Um, him saying that I'm going to say the universe is already in motion, not just Conrad, but the universe is already in motion and that is going to be something really, really special. When when you know I'm I'm I've, I've got a day job. We'll call it AEW. When I saw the numbers immediately come in for Sting that were way way above anything else, Um, it was like a great feeling because you you look at Sting's career and I, uh, it's special. And look, what the people are saying. Well, I thought it was already sold out. Well, you got to understand booking of buildings and. Scaling and production and squeezing in and, and, and everything that goes with that. I think we'll keep adding seats. I can't say how many, but very, very few, but I mean, we're squeeze going to squeeze as many people. It's legitimately, if you ask me, it's been sold out.
1: Oh yeah. We're talking 44 tickets. That's I mean. Come on. That's sold out.
0: Well, and that's what we're squeezing them in, which is great. Um, but man, that note you just said right there, Conrad more, the, the clash in 88 had five, I'm I'm guessing 5,000 sold
1: about 6,000.
0: Wow. And now look at this. Um, this is the week anniversary just of 88. When, uh, Andre beat Hogan, 33 million people watch that. It's just the, the eighties and nineties footprint is, 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 is amazing. And, But
1: I want to, again, I don't mean to cut you off, but people talk about that first clash of the champions. Like it's the standard bear. Like it's the gold standard. Like, man, that's what, that's why we're back. Was that the first clash? That was the first clash. And, And check this out. The first clash, I think is the first time Tony Schiavone and JR did commentary together. And it's also the first title shot that sting got and was in a main event against Ric Flair. A lot of history was made that night. And we look back and we romanticize that stuff. And we we talk about the good old days, but we're moving way more tickets for this one right now.
0: Yeah. My point being, was that first commercial free? Was that a commercial free on TBS? No,
1: I I think they did have some commercials. I might be wrong on that.
0: Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Can't kill a memory. As Dutch Mantel says, you just can't fascinating.
1: I, uh, I, for one am looking forward to, uh, to talking about staying, but one more note about Mick Foley, you mentioned, you know, Hey, We could do a roast of, of Mick Foley, but I almost wonder, do you remember what Mick Foley's highest rated segment ever was? Oh, I
0: love to talk. And you know what? Because it is such a hot topic and I was there and I remember backstage, there was folks that were not happy that it went way, way long and it kept going and it's too much talking. Um I, like it, it's funny you brought that up, Conrad, because I can't tell you how many times at TNA when people would really get angry with me. And I say that in a in a working uh business environment, they would really be upset that that I wasn't more upset, so to speak, that this guy went too long and this guy went too long and this guy went too long. And and you know everybody, the 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 stage manager and and maybe I don't know uh, the cameraman and you're and I'm not telling them to wrap it up and I'm like no 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 no. If if it's a good story and it's engaging and the people in the arena are, are engaged and watching it and and it's enthralling, stick with it. You, it's okay if we don't have if you cut three minutes of a match or four minutes of a match, you've always got next Wednesday or next Friday or Saturday or Monday or Saturday morning, whatever it is, you've always got that. But Mick Foley's, this is your life segment with the rock. I believe is the highest rated segment in raw history.
1: So why would we not, instead of calling it the roast of Mick Foley, mick foley this is your life
0: oh come on now wouldn't that be fun
1: i love you just hit me with your lance russell uh
0: listen no, it's yeah, good but, but. <laughs> not lance russell no
1: you said oh come on now but i mean that just makes out here.
0: no that's uh anyway county think about the endless possibilities
1: and i'm just saying hypothetically if it did wind up being cardona what you think he's got any marketing merch ideas? I'm just wondering. Maybe.
0: Well, talking about last match, I've kind of been in the role that Cardona may be asked to, and I can tell you this much: he can't feel double J shoes. I'm not lobbying for that death match. Don't get me wrong, then I'll stick chainsaw <laughs> <laughs> massacre death match. But no, I'm I'm kidding. Yeah, but Cardona. It's uh, wow. And by the way, by the
1: way, we're all fantasy booking. I want to be clear because I yeah. know people are gonna quote what we just said. We don't know any of this is happening. Mick threw out a hypothetical. My you man know, wants the I, motivation I, to sure. drop some LB's. I
0: Wish he'd do it. I, I
1: think am. we both wish he would, but it's you know, I, I could also see Colette, Mrs. Foley. There you go. Like, uh no, we're not doing that. That's another and blame. who could blame her for
0: sure. Yeah. or the kid or the kids. Yes. Dewey Dewey may just say, Hey, dad. Maybe not. I mean, you know, he could, but hey, this is your life. I mean, think about the, the, just go through it. I mean, there's somebody from Texas. There's got to be somebody from Tennessee. There's somebody from ECW, WCW, WWF.
1: And he's a beloved figure, one of the most beloved men in wrestling. I mean, just like people came out of the woodwork for Richard, they'd come out of the woodwork for Mick. Come on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we, uh, We got to talk about sting because I'm excited about what's happening tomorrow. As I understand it, tomorrow, sting is going to be challenging for his first piece of AEW gold. He'll be teaming with Darby Allen to take on big bill and Ricky Starks for the tag titles. And I discussed this a little bit with Eric and I'm not asking for spoilers. I know you're, you're office. You're a stooge. Now I get that. (laughs) But, but I'm just saying But I ain't in creative. Thank the Lord. I, I think there's only one person in creative. Uh, and he's not here. Uh, I, the minute I saw Ric Flair was back and he was riding shotgun with sting through all this. I crossed my fingers and said, boy, I hope he turns on sting one last time. <laughs> I know you're laughing at that, but like <laughs> we would run out of fingers and toes for the number of times that Ric Flair has turned on Sting, and if this really is going to be the end for Sting, and realistically, this is probably the end of Ric Flair as a, a television character, he should be a heel. Yeah, and I don't know, but I think it would be interesting if all of a sudden you saw maybe Ric Flair call Sting and Darby Allen the tag titles, and maybe he's on the Young Buck side, or I don't know. I just love the idea of seeing Ric Flair do a nut shot one more time on Sting. That, that story is so old and so classic. I don't want to see them be friends. I want to see them be rivals. That's,
0: Lawler, I don't know. Lawler Dundee, Dusty Flair. Um, there's a number of heels with Fritz in Texas. There's a number of folks in Florida with Dusty that you could plug and play. They The, the rivalry is much stronger. You know, I saw a, a clip recently. Um, wow. Wow. Uh, If I got into this right, I'd get emotional, but I'm a basketball junkie and Larry Bird did an interview and he literally said when Magic Johnson had to retire, the wind was taken out of his sails. And for all intents and purposes, Larry was done with the game actively playing. I believe that. He didn't have the drive to get up and go shoot 500 shots because in his mind, that's what magic's doing. Yes. He didn't have to run the laps. He didn't. So, so the N eight, uh, I, I love, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'll, I'll still watch a Larry bird highlight reel many times, but, but that it, go, it goes along with that. I think there's magic in rivalries that you just. Yeah, but Conrad, you said something. Let me go back. Did you say this is the first time Stinger's gone for AEW gold?
1: I think so. Because he's undefeated in AEW.
0: Okay. So, it's a simple term. Yes.
1: Yeah. So if he's undefeated in AEW, and he, hypothetically, if he suffered his first loss in AEW, because, and, of- it, and it was Ric Flair, I think, oh, that, and maybe the Young Bucks. I mean, and by the way, uh, it, I'm a fan. I know that was a controversial thing online. It feels like shit. Everybody's got an opinion, but a friend of mine says creative is subjective. We're going to talk about some pretty controversial creative in a minute, but the idea that it's the bucks, it's like so a friend of mine said, you know, not only are they going to have a great match and be able to do some fantastic stuff. Uh, that would be helpful for Sting, but you know, they're going to do some unbelievable stuff with Darby. But they also have that shared faith, and I didn't really think about that. You know, the Young Bucks and Steve Borden in real life; these guys are, you know, not secretive about their faith. And I think, man, if that's the because re- the story we hear is Sting picked the Young Bucks, I, and, and again, we're not—that's rumor and innuendo. I don't know, but if that was the case, it's like not only can they put on a great match, not only can they do some really unbelievable stuff with Darby, I'm sure, but they all have that in common. I think that's pretty cool, Jeff.
0: Well. For sure. You know how I've always looked at it? And look, I have never, ever discussed this with, with Sting or Darby, but you know, you look at, we'll call it the veteran statuses that, that you look at talent and Hey, I'm going to put this guy over. I'm going to put that guy over and put this guy over and elevate talent here and elevate there in a lot of ways. And my dad taught me this and, and, and like he, his mindset was cause Fargo would come in. Um, and look, you could plug and play lots of veterans. He's like, son, the people don't want to see Fargo lose. It, it ain't going to do anybody any good for the legend who can't move as fast and can't bump as quick and can't do this and can't do that. Let's not put him in a light by creative that, that even more of a downplay, but Sting, when you look on his AEW career and God bless Darby Allen, but to me, over the last, is it been three years now? Sting came in, him and Darby obviously got a unique relationship, and Sting has, in a lot of ways, been riding shotgun with him and literally passing that Sting baton off yes. in a way that's immeasurable for yes not just Darby, but I think the AEW brand, I think there's a lot, a lot of, a lot of value in that, in that, um, as a, as a unique, iconic baby face, um, yes, he's undefeated and, and everything that goes with that. But riding beside Darby and coming out on appearances and, you know, lots of times Sting has come to the top of the ramp and Darby go to the ring and Sting go back to the back. People are like, oh, why is that? Well, it, it's it's rub after rub after rub. So yes. my hats off to that now, as far as, and I don't know that story if they handpicked, but, um, I think Sting would not want to go out in a single match, so he needed a tag. And if you ask me the bucks and the pivoting and their characters, and all that, I think it's, uh, I think in a lot of ways, the revolution card, no disrespect to anybody, but it's Sting and others. Yes. Period. I mean, that's the tickets that were sold, not one match announced, not one. So nobody can say, yeah, no, it's staying others. And so that's why I, I'm happy to kind of see the, the tag come down and how it's going to go and the episodic nature and Phoenix. Are they going to win the tag titles? Mm. He hadn't lost. He literally has not lost since he's been here. So is he's it, said. is it the time? To slip on a banana peel and is the nature boy, or is it somebody else that is going to be a part of that? Is it the young bucks that come down? Right. Might cause um, them to lose, which kind of adds gasoline on the fire. And then you flip the other side could the young bucks come down and actually help Sting and Darby? Anyway. Wow. It's, you know, there's, there's a thousand different ways to go. We're, we're having a lot of, a lot of, a lot of chatter today, Dave Green on uh, fantasy booking here, but, uh, it's fun. It's, it's, it's truly the nature of our business.
1: Well, it just feels like, uh, you know, this is, this is what you want. You want people talking about the product and next up, we're going to be talking about the WWE product because it's been a pretty controversial deal. And, uh, I've been accused of having a hard on for the rock and that is not true. I only have a hard on for blue You see blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra Cialis and Levitra, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost, take them anytime day or night. So you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. And the process is simple. You'll sign up at blue. You'll consult with one of their licensed medical providers. And once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. And here's the best part. It's all done online, daddy. That means no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversation, and no waiting in line in the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA, prepared and shipped directly to your door, all in a discreet package, but there won't be anything discreet about your package. Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex, so discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code MYWORLD to check out. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com. The promo code is MYWORLD and you'll receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we want to thank BlueChew for sponsoring today's podcast.
0: What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers. Offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital.
1: So, Jeff, we've, uh, we've talked a little bit about the AEW free agencies, allegedly. We've talked about Sting's last match. We've talked about just theories and wrestling. And now I want to get deep in the weeds. Now I know once upon a time, we were going to talk about Jerry Lawler and we also had against all odds, 2009 on deck. I'm going to put those on pause. We're going to kick the can a little bit because the entire wrestling world, my Twitter, maybe most specifically is talking about what we saw over the last week in WWE creative, uh, a little peek behind the curtain. You and I usually record on a Monday morning. So you and I have not spoken, certainly not on the podcast, about the promo that we saw happen between Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes. When we last saw Cody at the Royal Rumble, he was pointing to Roman Reigns. He just won the Rumble for the second consecutive year, which meant he earned a right to challenge for the world title. Earlier that same week, it was announced about the TKO video game. Finish the story. Not only is Cody on the cover of the game, but the entire campaign is about finishing the story to the point that they had the female competitors on the game, Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley say that they even had Roman Reigns reference that phrase. And they even had AI Austin and AI Hulk Hogan do the same. Finishing the story and 40 years of WrestleMania is one of their biggest licensees, 2K's video game promotion and campaign for this game. And after Cody pointed at Roman at the end of the Royal rumble, the second one, he won and he yelled, it's you I'm coming for you, Roman. I want that title. We see him do a promo on Monday and here comes Seth Rollins. Another one of the MVPs, another guy who's had his creative allegedly change. The rumor in innuendo is that he was supposed to face CM Punk at WrestleMania those seeds were planted before Punk even worked in the company. But he tore his knee. But they thought maybe he can power through. We'll still get to the match. And then, damn it, if it wasn't for bad luck, he'd have no luck at all seeing Punk tore his tricep in the Royal Rumble. So it seems like creative changed and in a big way on Monday. Because here comes Seth to try to convince Cody you don't want to wrestle for the part timer belt, you don't want the Bruno belt. You want this belt. This is the workhorse belt. We're here. This is the belt that Dusty had. Now not really, but it is a similar shape to the big gold belt. But I can't make sense of that, Jeff, because in in the world of story, if I've lost three matches in a row to this guy, including when he had a torn peck and only had one good arm, and now I have one good leg, why would I want to defend my title against that guy? I know you're a wrestling junkie. I know you saw the promo. what do you think of the promo between Cody and Seth and how they tried to get this ball in motion?
0: You forgot. You referenced it, but, but you, but as, as it relates to the promo Conrad, and let me just say this for this segment. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I've said it over and over and over creative is Absolutely subjective. Absolutely, is subjective. Yes. Earlier, it's God, Conrad, and you're telling me, "Hey, we, we, we may or may not pivot uh, from against all odds. We, we may or may not pivot from Jerry Lawler." Well, Connie, <laughs> here we are, and and I'm just thinking about, I just referenced the shoot work shoot promos. So the shoot part of this storyline is that he legitimately, and I'm saying that in a wrestling sense, he's already gotten beat three times. Yes. And Seth was a hundred percent when Cody was sixty percent with the torn peck and yes. Cody still won. Yes. Now Seth is buddy, when you take a it's one thing to have a bum chest peck tricep, bicep, whatever it may be. When you got a bum leg, you to me, you go below 50%. It's just, and I'm talking about in, in a professional wrestling sense. It's the mobility. I told this to Seth's face not long after I'd come back. I said, your athletic ability is uncanny, unique, specific to professional wrestling. He's, he's very good. Uh, yes, so, sir. I mean, he really, yeah, there's a lot of guys that are athletic and and a lot of guys that fit kind of the wrestling. Seth has a unique ability, and I've told him that. But when you have a bum knee and you're selling a guy on wrestling yourself, I can't wrap my head around it. And yes, it's subjective, but Connie, just this leap lo- jumping off point, I kind of rewind and go, now, okay, based on my experience, and that is 37 years active in the business. And then we'll call it another five years, just kind of hanging around trying to figure out <laughs> these wrestlers come by and get their paychecks. But I just saw them beat the show each other the night before this thing will work. <laughs> but anyway, right. um, Conrad, just that jumping off point tells me that there is a lot of factors that are going on that I'm certainly not privy to. Because just that point of Seth selling Cody is wrestling illogical.
1: Come beat me up. Come take my belt. I know you've beat me three times in a row, but do it one more time for the
0: title I supposedly love and tore my own leg
1: for. What?
0: (laughs) So that's what I'm saying. There's got to be more going on here. And look, we can.
1: Well, let's call the spade a spade, Bubba. Oh, I guess I got in trouble. I guess that's a racist term. And I said that on Twitter and I didn't know that, but I just thought that meant telling it like it is. So my apologies if that's what it is. Here's my, here's what I think. I no think
0: cap, no cap.
1: No, thank you, I, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Jeff Jarrett just said no cap. Uh, <laughs> we will have a no cap shirt available for Jeff Jarrett uh, soon enough because you know he has worn a cowboy hat before, but this is maybe a blue hat. No cap. I um, I'm convinced that this is all very strategic, and I'm not trying to wear a tinfoil hat. I'm just saying. Jeff, would you agree or disagree that over the last couple of weeks, WWE has had a, uh, PR problem on their hands? Is that fair to say?
0: Uh, Not only, I think since I've been alive, steroid trial, the Benoit situation, and there's look, we, you know, those are two that come to mind that this situation is magnified and, and look, that's why I want to be careful. The Benoit situation was a loss of lives. Yes. It's very, very tragic. Um, but the founder, the world's biggest box office attraction, WrestleMania all the different factors. Your question was they've had a PR problem. I'm going to say the biggest public relations issue in the history of our industry. So with that said, here's my theory.
1: My theory is they needed to change the narrative. They needed to put, as Bruce would say, a new coat of paint on. Oh, more than a new coat. But think about when Papa John's got in trouble because the owner was an idiot and said some things you're never supposed to say. And boy, it could have kiboshed the whole thing. Cost a lot of people, a lot of jobs, cost a lot of investors, a lot of money. They turned to one of America's most beloved people in Shaquille O'Neal. He became the new face of the brand and Papa John's is enjoying great success now. I think you could study that pivot and say, boy, this is how it's done. I don't want anyone or any business or any jobs or anything like that ever to be in crisis. But as far as the most successful pivot, in a moment of crisis, I think you could look at the Papa John's thing and say, there's the blueprint. Having said all of that, I think that's what they did with the rock here. Because let's just keep peeling the layers of the onion. Endeavor reps the rock. The rock is the biggest movie star in the world. The movie business is changing. People aren't going out to the theaters as often as they once were. The big push now is in streaming. Remind me again, where did WWE just get their new big deal for $5 billion? Was that, or was that not a streaming platform that does movies and other content? Now, did they do that deal with WWE or did they do that deal with TKO? And is TKO not owned by Endeavor, the same place that reps the rock? To me, if you just follow this, it's logical that perhaps WWE brass, new or TKO brass, more specifically knew, We got a real PR problem. That's going, the shoe is going to drop at some point. Let's get in front of that and let's leverage the rock and his history with WWE and land a landmark deal with a streaming service that could not only get WWE programming, but it gets Endeavor in business with Netflix in a permanent way and keeps their biggest star for lack of a better word, sticky, because what Endeavor doesn't want is for the rock to go across the street to another agency. So I'm just saying all of that to say, I believe That the reason we had a nonsensical promo on Monday with Seth and Cody is not because Seth in story wanted to lose his belt to Cody what they had to say, okay, we need to keep this momentum going. And if he's on the board and he's now the face of the company, we got to slot him into that WrestleMania main event. You and I have also said that the bloodline is one of if not the best WWE story in history. But I want you to I want you to answer this honestly, Jeff. Do you think the bloodline story is hotter now or a year ago with Sami Zayn?
0: Oh, I I that came up this weekend conversation with Karen. And she looked at me and said, "Huh?" I said, "Sami Zayn you can go back and look at, and I'm not the movie guy, but I've I'd have studied this, like scene stealers. And yeah. uh most outstanding Sami Zayn was the straw that stirred that bloodline week after week after week. He's the fish out of water. He, yeah. I mean, it what Sami Zayn? This guy in the bloodline? Wait, with bloodline goes back three generations and oh the wasn't that Rock's granddad? Yeah, and then and then the Wild Samoans, and and then oh yeah, Umanga and Rikishi, and oh wow, look at all these stars. Wait, you mean to tell me Yokozuna, that dude? I mean, just the lineage of it, and then Sammy's in there and his charisma. So yes, it. I, I got long winded there, Connie. but uh, the, the bloodline story a year ago was episodic must-see segment every week.
1: True or false, The Rock was rumored to be Roman's opponent last year at WrestleMania. True. True or false, The Rock was rumored to be Roman's opponent the year before that at WrestleMania. This bloodline thing, that's what I'm saying. We're years in. Yeah,
0: yeah, you're right. This is
1: the match we've always wanted, but The Rock would never commit. The terms have changed now. It's no longer just a payday. He's got a little time and a little gap in his filming schedule. He's got some things, he's got some opportunities and all of a sudden, not only see the biggest star in the world, but the WWE has a bunch of international PLEs coming up. Yes. This month we've got Australia, but in a couple of months we're going to France and, and, and right after that, not too long in July, we're going to be in Canada and, and, and yeah. So my point is he's a mega star in all of those places. I want to stand on business here, Jeff. Okay. The rock is a huge star and a great get for WWE. This is a 10 out of 10 opportunity. This is way bigger than the shack thing for Papa John's. You got the rock. I love it. However, <laughs> there's no way you can convince me that as busy of a schedule as that guy has between all his movies, all his brands, all his businesses, his football league, his tequila company, his production company on and on and on. That dude's sitting down watching three hours of Monday night raw every week. I don't buy it.
0: Zero chance,
1: zero chance. So I'm saying all that to say, I think he, he comes back. Part of the understanding is this is what we're going to do because it's the dream match that everybody wants to see. And it was last year and the year before that. But I almost feel like, and I want your opinion. We talked to guys like Bruce Pritchard once before, and it's like, Hey, why did Jake never win the title? And he would always say he didn't need it. Do you think the bloodline story with rock and Roman needs the title? I don't.
0: So before we go down or I answer that, I want to back all the way up because, and look, Conrad, you're great at leading a conversation logically and, and I'll say maybe episodically and timeline. <clears throat> but Saturday morning, I got back from the gym and Karen said, did you see that stat about that video? It's at whatever the most dislikes in the history of WWE YouTube. It's yeah. like, oh, what?" A, and I went. Oh my God! There's some happy folks in Stanford, and she said, "What?" <laughs> and she literally followed me out of the bedroom into the kitchen. She said, "Because the night before, you know, we we watch our Cody loves it. Watch our SmackDown. Watch Rampage. Um, my daughter played basketball. She had a game, so I'm watching that until Rampage come on. But we had all the screens going, and all that. And I'll just say this." Karen had a lot of Conrad in her on Friday night. She, she was not happy. Um, Cody Rhodes is one of my Cody's and has been uh, for a while favorite wrestlers. So th- there was a not, there was a thumbs down in this house immediately, but I said, oh, wow, Stanford's got to be happy with that. What engagement it's creating. She said, yeah, but it's all this negative. I said, now, wait a minute. And I got out my phone and I said, honey, we've got nine Raws and nine Smackdowns to go. And the pay-per-view and the pay-per-view. Yeah. We got 18, 19 to go. So it's a long, long, long way from Cody, not wrestling Roman. I'm I'm just not buying that right now at all.
1: Well, let me say this too, though. You were just making an example about Darby and I loved it because you really drilled in what the sting run did. In AEW. Yes, it got new fans who grew up as fans of Sting and, and they love nostalgia of wrestling and they checked out AEW. You service to the hardcore Sting fans that never left. That's great for AEW and for Sting. But he effectively, as you said over and over, gave the rub to Darby Allen over and over and over and over. Respectfully, Roman's here a handful of days a year. Cody's at every single event. Yeah, no. There's a lot of opportunities here, but it's going to be a pivot because what we saw felt very Daniel Bryan, 2014 to me.
0: So you asked me, do I think they need the title for the match? Yeah. I believe the title hurts the match. There you go.
1: Because it makes the, the finish more obvious in my opinion.
0: Well, what are we fighting over the title or head of the table?
1: That's right. And when he did his promo a month
0: ago and he came back
1: as he, as he beat up gender and he's getting ready to ski daddle. He said, hey, before The Rock goes, The Rock's going to have some dinner. Should The Rock eat at a booth? Should The Rock eat at a bar? Or should The Rock sit at the head of the table? And that's what everybody wanted to hear. He didn't say The Rock's coming for the world that, championship. That,
0: that, to me, is the three-year culmination of the bloodline story. Yes. And I also think you can tie Sami Zayn back in. Yes. But if you tie Sami Zayn back in, then you can bring Kevin Owens. And Conrad, hey, Marcus, while I'm thinking about this real time, last year at Mania, I think there's a soundbite of me that I was leaning into. mm, I understand they just did the merger, I understand ABC and business. And I think I probably said, I'm sure I said, or felt it, look, there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes that I have no idea about, but Cody came, he debuted a year later, you know, WrestleMania in Dallas. What a hell! My Cody cried, literally cried, when he saw Cody walk down the ramp uh, at at that mania. So for 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 him to not win the title, and and go out and be the flag bearer at live events and carry the weight and everything with it, I thought they missed the opportunity last year. I I am not the biggest like Mick Foley's promo said at all, the number of days of a rain, I, I, well, I just, I I think that's only internal. We count that the the wrestling fan. It's like, okay, you're super bowl champion. You won that game when the season starts back in September, it's irrelevant. It's completely irrelevant. So a a lengthy rain, Bruno's reign, Hogan's reign, whatever it may be when the time's right to move the title, the time's right. I think they've missed a few opportunities that, but, but the, the Cody last year, well, fast forward now to a year now, now look at the set of circumstances. I don't know. Hey, let me ask you
1: this. You're a basketball junkie, self-admitted, true or false?
0: Absolutely true.
1: So who is the third all-time leading scorer? Not who's number one. Who's third? Kareem. Nope. Nope.
0: So, LeBron, my bad. No, LeBron won. Michael, no.
1: Nope. My point is
0: nobody gives a shit.
1: <laughs> we all know who's number one. It's LeBron James. Number one, most days as WWE champion is Bruno San Martino. Number two is Bob Backlund. Number three is Hulk Hogan. Number four is Roman Reigns. Who fucking cares? <laughs> Even in real sports, people don't get excited about being the third longest reigning. So this whole mythical well, he's got to pass Hogan's record for what? <laughs> he's still third. He's gonna have to be the fucking champ for four more years to beat Bruno. And is that what we're gonna do? What well, hell? No. <laughs> There's a solo interfering, same old shit. Four more years? No, that's yeah. stupid. Yeah. Nick Foley's one of the biggest legends in the history of wrestling. He didn't even hold it a whole calendar month. It's it about three reigns. Yes. Yes.
0: That, that said a lot.
1: Look at the number of days that Dusty was champ. Total. Not Ooh. a bunch. I mean, we're talking about a handful of days. Yes. My point is, number one matters. Number two, number three, number four, it doesn't matter. You knew LeBron right away. The answer was Carl Malone, by the way.
0: So he's, he's third. Carl so Malone's third. LeBron, Kareem, Carl. You
1: want to guess four and five since you're a junkie? Jordan. Not four. Somebody, One person's ahead of him. He's no oh. longer with,
0: with us. Kobe oh. Bryant. Oh, wow. She's okay. Good.
1: My point is, you're a self-admitted basketball junkie, and you didn't know the top five, but you knew the first one. Yeah. Because that's the one that matters. I'm yeah. just saying, this whole thing makes no sense. And I, I think the rock being there is an absolute home run for WWE. But I do think they've got a pivot. And the business. If I oh, hold the, uh, the entire industry and, and it's great for Netflix. It's great for TKO in a weird way. It's great for the UFC because he's a- on board. He's going to be at UFC stuff.
0: It's great for AEW.
1: It's great for GCW. It's great. They yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. said better. Yes.
1: Yes. yes. I mean, yeah. up and down. I, I, I know that people online have decided that I'm a Cody stand. Okay. Fair enough. But I'm also a fan of, hey, man, are we watching the product? Are we paying attention? Because 10 years ago, this shit was so sideways, Punk walked out. Because he even he knew, hey, Brian's supposed to be in that match. It can't be Batista and Triple H. Now, what did we get instead? They they figured it out. Brian got his big moment, and it was huge. I would argue this is bigger. You got licensees who were putting things behind us. This is the culmination of a two-year story. And I know everybody says, okay, he wins the belt, and then what? All right. Smart ass Roman beats the rock. And then what,
0: where do we go? So were you in agreement last year? I got to ask you that Cody didn't win last year.
1: I understood that. I mean, as Kevin Sullivan said, he hadn't slayed enough dragons. He needed to overcome more adversity. And I'm sure that was disappointing for Cody last year. But if you recall, he had missed a chunk of time because of the torn pet. The torn pec now is part of that story that he, you know, came back beat Seth Rollins at WrestleMania, went three, and zero, even with one arm in a hell in a cell with the torn Peck, comes back at the rumble wins, punches his ticket. Maybe that wasn't a short enough, a long enough runway. I think what they were trying to do is make sure there wasn't backlash. If you recall, when they first started this real push for Roman, like 10 years ago, people were sort of vomiting it up. They're like, Oh, you're shoving him down our throat. And they did that to the rock in 96 and 97 and fans were bringing horrible signs to shows and it didn't work. They had to let it breathe a little bit and then it worked. And I think that's what they were trying to do with the Cody is make sure with Cody last year is make sure there wasn't backlash. But at this point he's overcome Brock Lesnar. He's done the tag title thing. He's won a second rumble. He's on the cover of the video game. The whole campaign is about finishing the story and we're going to pivot like I, I think they're they have to pivot now, Jeff. And I think, as you said, there's all these Raws, there's all these Smackdowns. And according to Mike Johnson, Brian is back and helping handle a lot of the Rock's creative. Brian's a wrestling fucking genius. I have complete faith and confidence they're going to pivot. But if they don't, it's going to be bad in Philadelphia. I mean, re- <laughs> remember when when Rock was in there raising Roman's hand at the Royal Rumble a few years ago? Those fans were near riotous. They didn't want it.
0: So I also haven't heard you kind of mention this part of, of it all. And I think sometimes. Because we uh, you know, uh, a Vince Russo, a Glenn Gilbert, he was "Oh, in the wrestling bubble. And, you know, sometimes there's some validity to that or this. He, He, here's something that I think that it's not a casual fan. I look, I don't even want to put it. I'm saying a fan, you know, Meltzer tweeted recently that when AJ styles debuted in Orlando, it was because they knew him as a new Japan star. And I just went, I know Dave has a bias. I think, I, I believe against DNA, I think personally against Jeff Jarrett. I think I'm just like, that was one of the most ridiculous statements. I mean, talking to people internally. I'm positive they would laugh at it's. It's like what AJ had been on Spike Television for eight years. In 2016, AJ in his New Japan in America, I don't know how many times he had been on. Very few. I mean, it'd be online, but they didn't. You know, maybe the access program. I, I don't know, but that's uh, my my point where i where I'm going with this is that. I believe finishing the story, and I think a big, 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 ginormous part of that phrase has to do with, yeah, buddy knows Dusty and and all that, but let's fast forward up to, and you'll be better with the years, but late 2000s, early 2000s, 10s, when this same guy was, um, stardust Mm -hmm. and he told, and he left not on the greatest terms and he hustled and not everybody knows that, but lots of folks know that he is one of the original talents of the challenger brand and rose up to the ranks and lots of national television and lots of promos and what do you want to talk about and everything that goes with that. And obviously things didn't go as either side, not pointing fingers as everyone had planned. And he left a place that he was a part of founding. Yeah. And he went back to a place to finish a story. Yes, I just think the totality of the story. That's why you were. I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm trying to comment on there. You were saying, well, they wanted to make sure there's no backlash and this and that. I think Cody came back one WrestleMania, the following WrestleMania. I'm. I'm still leaning into that. I. Th- I think they missed an opportunity last year that people digested because of the cell and. The, the announcement and everything that went with that now a year later it's it's like, Oh God. Okay.
1: Well, I, let me say this too, from a, a business standpoint, who made all the live events last year, Cody, uh, who was on the card when they, when they broke every live event record last year, Cody, who sold more merch for the calendar year 2023 than anybody in the professional wrestling business last year.
0: Think about that stat right there. Seriously. Think about that stat. I I mean, I don't think people need to lose sight of that. That is a legit metric measurable. That is talent specific. Yes. It's no longer the days of, Oh, heels don't sell merchandise. Well, no talent sells merch. And Cody's the number one for the calendar year of
1: 2023, more than anybody in AEW and WWE and new Japan, Cody sold more merch in 2023 than any other wrestler. He's on the cover of the video game. The entire campaign is around that. What? He just won the rumble back to back. You undermine what the rumble means. Just stop saying it's for, you get a title shot and start giving them a fucking trophy. Give them a little goofy medal to wear around. Oh, they get a ring. I won the rumble. It's my rumble ring. But,
0: but, but hold on. We got 18 rolls. And oh no, there's
1: plenty of, there, there's plenty. I'm saying they can pivot, but I'm saying when you dial into this, to, in my opinion, the company has overcorrected. I don't think there's any malice. I don't think the rock is a bad guy. Are you kidding? No. I'm so thankful he's there. I know Brian's a fucking wrestling genius. Do I think both of them are sitting down and watching a three-hour Raw and a two-hour SmackDown every
0: week? There's no chance. Hell, I'm in the yeah. business, and to stay watching, and I try I, do, I try to watch, you know me, I try to watch uh, GCW. Yes. Uh, I, I loved it that our man Cardona and Dolph or G- Nick got on first so they could catch their red eyes. I probably shouldn't have said
1: that. But well, we know that, why. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> but, no, I, I, love, I, I love it all, but it, it's impossible when they've got so many things going on but i'm still kind of let's go back and i i don't want to cross pollinate here but as we sit today as we're recording this rock has not made in character one comment yeah, that's correct and,
1: and maybe he will tonight on raw as we're recording on monday we know they've got a press conference on thursday we know smackdowns on friday I'm not saying they can't correct this story. They can't pivot. They did in 2014. And it was wonderful what they did for Daniel Bryan and all of his fans. It was a great all-time moment at WrestleMania 30. And I find it ironic that here we are 10 years later and it feels like history is repeating itself because Batista was coming back and it's like, well, he was a top guy before we got to put him in that spot. That's not what the fans who have been watching the product week in, week out want. And I think they're probably a little removed from it. They have to take a look at, and you know they're monitoring it because they turned off the dislikes after it had more dislikes than any well, video. And it, yeah, they're turned off now. You see, No, they hit half a million and they turned them off. Oh, this, this was covered on Fox News. This was covered on Barstool Sports. This was covered on um, that. DMZ.
0: What that they they're covering the the the. the, the quote-unquote unhappiness. I think at the end of the day, and I know that that I don't think for a second anyone in – anyone within – I can't say Stanford um, because it's much bigger than that. I, I'm saying from Ari R, R, R on down, anyone within Endeavor TKO is trying to uh, – hey, look over here. Look over no, here. No, that's not the way it is. No. But, but I think from a business perspective, with the opportunity that has transitioned and The Rock now sits on the board, that they want to maximize all of this because, and you tweeted, uh, Bruce reports to Hunter, Hunter reports to Nick, Nick reports to Ari, Ari reports to Rock. Well, at the end of the day, everybody in that chain of command, you just said still reports to wall street. And I don't ever, ever want to forget that at the end of the day, we don't know if this was the plan or if this is the plan or if they're going to pivot or tweak or whatever it may be. I learned a long, long time ago. old Jerry, Jerry, son. (laughs) That's why we get to go back and do live TV this Saturday morning. It, it, it's it's an opportunity to, to 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 tweak. And I'm not saying, I think there's a difference between tweak and pivot. But do you, let me ask you, Conrad, do you think, and we're just playing kind of fantasy here, it would have been a worse situation if that YouTube video would have gotten 95% likes? Do you think they're better off for worse yeah. with likes and dislikes? Yeah.
1: They're not trying, they don't want to pivot. The fans are going to force change. Here's another case in point. Go look at the video. They edited Cody out. Bring back to
0: speed on that. Bring up, bring oh. our listeners up to speed as well. So,
1: so if you go back and you watch the clip, of course the rock comes in the ring. Cody's already standing there with Roman. They reach out, do the, the handshake and the bro hug. Rock says a few things to Cody. Cody makes a little smirk and then Cody walks back up the ramp and they shot Cody walking back up the ramp slowly, probably sadly, sadly. Oh, that's clipped out now. That's not on the video anymore. The one with all the dislikes they edited it. They're changing the narrative because they don't want to change it. They've told the biggest star in the world. This is what we're doing. Now we got to deliver it. Make no mistake. This is rocks. WWE rock and Brian run WWE. WWE. And a lot of people would say, no, that's not factual. Uh, Nick of CEO. Okay. Well, his boss is Ari Emanuel. That's right. Then Ari's the big boss. Okay. Do You know how agent talent relationships work? <laughs> talent hires the agent, not the other way around. The Rock has the swag now. And by the way, he knows what's best for business. The dude made a tequila brand worth billions. This dude knows what he's doing, but it was a misstep and he's got a chance to correct it. And I think a lot of people are looking to correct what's happening this weekend at the Super Bowl. I know you and I are. If you're looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet on the big game and turn 5 bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. I am such a big fan of the football game that is going to happen this Sunday because you can look at absolutely everything. I'm not just talking about the regular over, under, or the lines, but all the silly prop bets and all that other cool stuff. And if you take a look at DraftKings, and if you haven't already, why aren't you downloading the DraftKings app? That's what I do. I look at that thing every single day and just see what's going on. And I want you to do the same because this weekend, man, everybody and their brother is going to be taking a look at what's going on at DraftKings with the big game. We know what to expect. We know. That Patrick Mahomes is coming. We know that Travis Kelsey's there. We know that Taylor Swift's going to be there, but you need to be there and been in on the action. And the way to do that is with the DraftKings app. Right now, the 49ers are favored. And a lot of people are having a lot of chatter about that. If you take a look at DraftKings right now, they're minus 125 and the Chiefs are plus <sighs> 105. Sounds like free money to me. I'm going with the Chiefs. And I think anybody who's a. Uh, <clears throat> Clipboard carry and fan of uh, Joey. They ought to know better too. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use our code MyWorld. New customers can bet just 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with the code MyWorld. The crown is yours. Gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler or visit www.1800Gambler.net. In New York, call 877 877- 8 Hope NY or text Hope NY in Connecticut and help is available for a gambling problem by calling 888 789 7777 or visiting CCP.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by distri- uh, d- jurisdiction. board in Ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See DKNG.com football for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms.
0: Listen to the deal on Spotify.
1: So, Jeff, real quick, uh, we've we've talked about the NFL all season. The big game is this weekend. Who you got? Chiefs or Niners?
0: Conrad, Marcus, put that graphic up again. Just real quick. Download the DraftKings sportbook app and use the code my world. Just I'm gonna get that out again. Yes. I right, mark you can drop that. This is the week. This ain't no clipboard, Joey talking. No. This ain't no nonsense. This no. is oh man, Joe Burrow's the next Joe Montana, pal. Take it to the bank, Taylor Swift.
1: Yeah. Can you imagine the the media and the hype with her holding the trophy with the confetti with Kelsey? It's just it's a movie. No.
0: And this that's lends me into. Mm. Uh, I know. I know exactly. (laughs) I mean, uh, it's, uh, as Dutch Mandel used to say, I like my reality TV good and scripted. (laughs) I like my NFL good and scripted. Can you imagine the outrage? Hell, it may be something like Rock taking Cody's place. If on the stage, Andy Reid, that checks all the boxes from old school NFL. Andy Reid wins another one. Patrick Mahomes, his wife is a little bit of a hot button. He wins and he is the, the dynasty set. Kelsey and him, the best duo in the NFL history as far as scoring touchdowns, QB to tight end. And Taylor, fresh off two Grammys, going to be really fresh off in Japan on a 13 hour flight back home. Oh, lucky 13. But, um, yep download the code boys do it the oh download the app DraftKings sportsbook app promo code myworld i'm telling you get all your prop bets in there get everything going but the chiefs will walk out the champion
1: i agree and they're the underdog
0: and, um, why do you think that is and i don't know if you saw uh the little taylor swift analogy 13's her favorite number and this and that i don't know anyway it's i got Karen sent it to me it. But anyway, 13 is her favorite number, and there's all kind of wacky stories that go behind it. Uh, Brock Purdy, his number, 13. So they're saying it's going to work in re- worse, reverse some of the conspiracy theories. But I, I'm going to give it to him. Andy Reid, give him two weeks. And look out. It just, and when it gets right down to it, that that to me is the difference in the game.
1: I, uh, I'm excited to see what happens this Sunday, but I'm even perhaps more excited to see what happens tonight on raw, what happens Thursday at the press conference, Jeff, I know you're an entrepreneurial spirit. You love talking about the business of the business. Did you see they're actually selling tickets and experiences to the press
0: conference? Conrad, a buddy of mine. And yes, I love the business, the business of the business. Yes. And back to that statement I, I said just a second ago, you know, if you follow the chain cane of command, at the end of the day, everybody answers to somebody. It's just that's the reality. They have the opportunity off a of press conference to have quite the gate because the top ticket was it two thousand dollars, Conrad? Yes, sir. With a meet and greet, right? Uh, with Cody. Wow. That kind of <laughs> with Cody, but a $2,000 ticket. Now, what is the, but it's open to the public. So is the general admission?
1: Well, Cody? I think it's a VIP experience. You get a uh, nightmare weight belt, you get your picture made with Cody. Cody lets you pet his dog. Uh, VIP and do eat some apple jacks i mean you know that sort of thing
0: but but let me ask you is it general admission free like it is open to the public or you I,
1: I don't care i just saw the charge of two thousand dollars to go to a press conference that everybody's going to watch for free and i was like nick kind's on his shit that man has figured out when he first came into the company he was the chief revenue officer before he became the chief
0: it's, of- it's that it's selling experiences
1: yes Yes,
0: it's. And so- by
1: the way, it, it, hypothetically, we've talked about this a little bit with Eric before that the NFL for all intents and purposes, they've probably maxed out here in America. I mean, they're setting all kinds of records, but it's, it's, it's going to be harder and harder to recruit new NFL fans. It's not like you live here in the continental U S and you're like, what is the national football league? I've never heard of that. Uh, but the rest of the world, that represents the growth opportunity. And I think WWE is clearly following that path because we know we've got Australia, we've got France, we've got Germany, we've got Canada. These premium live events, I think they're going to be running stadiums. They're going to get site fees and rights fees and tax incentives and travel covered and, 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 and. And who happens to be the biggest global superstar in entertainment?
0: I, I, dude, I was on international years and years and years ago. The growth. I came at it from a different perspective. We're never going to out WWE as in TNA. We're never going to out WWE in America. Never. Uh-huh. Yes. They got in they their first place. In other markets, it's just not the same. Well, here comes WWE And the rock. Well, and yeah, you look at AEW with with Wembley. Yeah. Great Tony, point. Tony had the patience to not run a um an arena show. Yes. And waited till the time was right. And everybody's like, okay, you've been on ITV, which is a completely, it is the top of the top shout out, John Williams. Hope you're getting your uh, morning walk in when you're listening to this, but no ITV, the very, very best international partner by far. Um, but the timing was right and got criticized. You can't run Wembley stadium. Oh yes, you can.
1: And they proved it. And, and, and that's the other thing I wanted to get to you and I have talked about this a lot off air and on air, but man in business and in storytelling, timing is everything. That's oh. not cliche. It's real. Right.
0: Oh, and, and yes, the, 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 the what's, what's fascinating about big, big, big picture. Maybe 10 years from now, Conrad, we're going to look back on 2024. Well, 22, 23, 24, just kind of the the era of Netflix is going to be brought into that conversation, the international growth. Wembley Stadium will be a part of the conversation. Um, All the different free agent signings. But the one that kind of sits way up there on top, when you look at territory wrestling, To cable, we'll call it cable wrestling and then streaming and kind of from a domestic product to an international product and and kind of where it is now. Well, in so many ways, you can just kind of, it all, there's so many lines, but it all kind of draws back to the territory promoters all went away and there was one promoter, Vince and he, he it was never going to last forever period and when you see the changing of the guard nobody and these I don't want to get into the circumstances right now but the, the changing of the guard vents out who in nobody saw the rock taking his place nobody i mean at all and and that's what I hate the circumstances, but the reality is the business just went to another level. The world's biggest box office attraction now literally sits on top of the professional wrestling business in all caps world. That's, that's the transition we're in right now. And I think 10 years from now, that's how it's going to be viewed. And by the way, he,
1: he, he walked out, he didn't just walk out dressed like the rock. He ro- he walked out wearing the rock, people's champ shirt, which you know WWE selling. This dude's going to be a merch mover in a major way, not just domestically but globally. And we can be too thanks to our friends over at Fanatics. We have got a brand new opportunity with Fanatics. Whether you are a fan of the 49ers or you're a fan of the Chiefs, you can get officially licensed fan gear at shopsportsmerch.com. That's shopsportsmerch.com. Now this is really fanatics, but it helps your boys here at, uh, my world. And it costs you nothing. So if you're thinking about picking up some swag, whether it's jerseys or caps or shirts or jackets or hoodies or whatever from fanatics, why not use our special link? It's shopsportsmerch.com same great products, same great service, but it helps the show. If you're watching along with us on YouTube, you can hit that QR code. That's up on the screen right now, or just check out the description for this episode. We've got the link there for you as well we'll also have it up on all of our socials. But uh rock some gear in time for the big game. And they sell other stuff over there too if you are into that sort of thing. shopsportsmerch.com is where you can find it. That's shopsportsmerch.com. Jeff, we've, uh, we've talked about stats and we've talked about creative being subjective and free agency. And you mentioned the number of days earlier. And we talked a little bit about that because there is this narrative out there that, well, maybe they'll just, I mean, I even saw Dave Meltzer sort of freestyle this and he said that, you know, rock main eventing against Roman was part of the deal when they brought him onto the board and gave him $30 million worth of stock. That was all part of the deal that he was going to wrestle Roman and get his trademarks back by the way, take a look at 83 weeks this week with Eric Bischoff. We show you all the trademarks. The rock got back. A lot of the media just thought he just got the rock. He got a lot more than that. We actually provide you a link where you can actually see all the trademarks, the rock got. Oh, wow. My man knows how to negotiate. He knows how to use some leverage. He got a great deal for himself and I'm thrilled for him to do that, but I am saying I can't help, but wonder when I saw Dave Meltzer's report that this was all promised, you know, to the rock and, and not promised, but established when they brought the rock back, I just don't think they expected this sort of backlash. I don't think they expected that many dislikes or hashtag. We want Cody to be trending on Twitter for two whole days at number one. Nobody, I shouldn't say nobody, the rock just probably never imagined that because it's never happened to him before. But I think you've got to be careful with that. And we, you and I have talked about this before consumer confidence, because if you come in now, because, and I really want to, as we're winding the show down, talk about those promos because the promo that Roman cut about Cody and his quest for the title, I guess, really specifically Seth's title. I don't know what you would call that. I mean, you've talked at the early start of this program about a money promo. Well, Roman basically came out and said, that belt's the loser belt. That's the loser bracket belt. I beat everybody over there. That's the loser belt. They work 10 times more and make 10 times less money than me. All of that may be true. I know it's another worksheet promo. I know it gets people talking, but it shits on the belt. And it's almost like as a fan, well, if that's really the loser belt, why should I care about it? I had a hard time wrapping my head around Seth's promo and Roman's promo what do you think of Roman's promo saying that's the loser
0: belt? Well, before I get into what I think of Roman's promo, let's jump back a little bit and said, you said something to the effect. I don't think they expected this many dislikes. I, I would love for you to respond or maybe, yeah. What do you think? What did they expect for when rock took Cody's do you, did you think, what do you think they expected to happen?
1: I think they thought, and listen, my buddy was at that show in Birmingham where the rock came back Yeah, and he said, it's the loudest pop he's ever heard at any wrestling show in the state of Alabama, as long as he's been going to shows. Wow. That said, Jeff, you and I just know. That's a Pavlovian response. Whenever there is a surprise returned from any debut or or, or returning legend, we're going to cheer that. I don't think everybody understood the implication of what that meant at the time necessarily. They're just like, Oh my God, the rocks here. And they cheer because unfortunately the rock's daughter, when they brought her out at the NXT pay-per-view on Sunday, not only did they boo her, they started chanting Cody and that's not fair to her. When, when at a live event in Knoxville, when they recapped the promo with Roman, Cody, and The Rock returning, the fans
0: booed. That's not what they want. Nobody wants to boo The Rock. Okay. So I, I was because I was asking, what did they expect? They and thought they're going to be
1: like, oh my God, it's the biggest star in the world against the longest reigning champ. Here we go. Well, and here's kind
0: of my own personal experience with this it was in the Q4 fourth quarter of 2009. Dixie sent me home, did the power play. It had nothing to do in hindsight, nothing to do with my personal life. It had everything to do with Jeff's the boss. I don't want him the boss anymore. So I'm going to take control. One of the reasons I said that is, is in that During this time when I was off, I got a call and basically said, I won't get too long-winded here. Hey, Jeff, can you go to Tampa with me? Sure, Dixie. Why? We're going to meet with Hulk and Eric. Okay, great. The world knew, and I'm saying the TNA world, Bob Carter on down, I definitely wanted Hulk Hogan a part of the product, the ambassador, um, the licensing, the international doors, his brand associated with TNA, blah, 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 blah. Okay, got down there, had our kind of chit chats and this and that, and this and that me and Dixie go back to the airport, fly home anyway. So Dixie wanted to use me as, as that. And long story short, Hogan came on board. Hogan and Eric, when they got to TNA, it was very, very, very obvious that they had never watched a full episode of, of, of TNA never They had no context on who AJ Styles was. They didn't care who AJ Styles was, let alone the rest of the roster. They immediately started knocking the six-sided ring and I could go on and on and on and on and on, but whatever the brand was built off of, they wanted to tear down because they wanted to replace it with their regime and their talent and the Nasty Boys and Orlando Jordan and whoever else that came along with them, because they wanted to do it what they were comfortable with. And look, I'm guilty of that. Anybody's guilty of that doing what you feel comfortable. I think that's what you're saying is that not by malice, but the context, they had no idea. They didn't
1: want that's all it is. They just hadn't been watching the show. And, and let's, let's talk about this. Do you remember when the rocks last match was, if you can call it that? I don't, it was 2016 WrestleMania 32 in Dallas. It was a surprise. It was unannounced. He came out and he beat Eric Rowan in six seconds. You know, who else was on that card? Stardust. Wow. The last time the rock was walking around backstage at a show where he wrestled a match, Cody's putting paint on dressing up cosplay in his gold dust as stardust. So I'm just saying the rocks perception of where Cody was in 2016 and where it is now, that's not the same performer. That's not the same guy. The fan base doesn't talk about stardust anymore. I mean, I am just saying, I think what you just said hits the nail on the head. When Hogan came in, he and Bischoff looked to what they were familiar with and what they knew from before. They weren't as interested in what had been happening because, Hey, we're here to pull the nose up on this thing and make it even bigger and level up. So we go with what we know but Cody's not stardust anymore. Cody's the top merch seller in the entire business for the calendar year 2023. Yeah. And I know that, that uh, man, people have been dunking on me and you even started the show by saying, Hey, how are your thumbs? (laughs) Here's what I know. If we're not careful, this is bad for the wrestling business. If we're not, it's not just bad for Cody. I want to, I want to take you back in time. And I realize this is not apples to apples or apples, you know, it's, it's apples and pomegranates as Bruce likes to say, but they had an opportunity to do something to replace Hulk Hogan's Lex Luger with the Lex express. They gave him the win at SummerSlam over Yoko, but not the title. And people felt like they lost their opportunity, but other people who maybe were glass has full thinkers, delusional optimists, as a friend of mine says, said, Oh, well they'll fix it at WrestleMania because when He and Brett went over the top at the exact same time. Oh, okay. They're both going to get a shot at WrestleMania. They beat Lex there again at WrestleMania. And after that, he was in a random tag team with Davey boy. And a year later out of there and over in WCW never to return. Timing is important. And you've got this consumer confidence now with Cody. And if you've told us for two years, he's finishing the story and you've marketed video games to us that way. And he set live event records and he set merch records and he's the guy. And then you pull the rug out from under him and it's like, nope, we're just going to have him beat that guy. He already beat with one arm. And the guy he's wrestling now has one leg with this new belt. We just created out of thin air. That's not the story. It just doesn't make sense. And there's other people who say, let it play out. Maybe what they'll do is they'll get through WrestleMania and then they'll unify the belts. I saw a lot of people speculating. They could do a big SummerSlam. With Cody versus Roman, title versus title,
0: I just don't understand what. Well, yeah, j- just the, the uh, my world is fascinating this week. What I because look, I my world it's aptly named. My experience was, and you just made something because I think it's in the DNA of what you believe and others believe. Hawk and Eric were going to come in TNA to pull the nose up. The reality is 2008 and nine were the most profitable years in the history of TNA. We didn't need a nose pulled up. We wanted to keep rising and going up and going up and going up. And like you said, there were certain, you know, TNA pivoted. All right. They went from bad to worse to even more worse and even more worse. And is out of essentially out of business. Dixie had to give it away. Hmm. So as you say that. We've talked about it in depth. Nick Khan masterminding. I mean, you know, we, we could, there's, there's multiples, but you know, from Saudi to WrestleMania two nights and keep escalating up and, uh, uh, the NXT deal and Monday night, uh, raw going to Netflix and Friday night. I mean, SmackDown going to NBC, just the, the business move at business move after business move. They'll again, they'll pivot. Or they'll tweak, and I'm not sure exactly what it is, because as we've said over and over and over to their defense, they didn't have it on their bingo card to watch Raw and SmackDown every week. And with the new regime in, I don't think the existing regime is going to say anything to anybody and say, hey, you know, I don't know if I would do that. They don't want to go against the new boss. It's interesting. It's a fascinating, fascinating perspective to, for me and you and others to be sitting here observing this. And I damn sure want to sit under the learning tree. That's, that's all I'll say. I want to observe all this. I want to, I can't believe they turned off the the dislikes. I don't know what the upside to that is. It's already set a record. So what keep getting the feedback, um, By the way, The Rock
1: has taken all this in stride. I think he put a message out that said, "Love the I got thick skin, love the passion. Yeah. He gets it. He's an ultimate business guy.
0: I just think it's a hell of a heel in his career, too. I'm not. We don't know if that isn't in the cards. Come on, no. He can't be doing live action
1: cartoons for kids and then be a bad guy here. That's not what they want. Yes, he can. I know we can, but it, it's probably best for business. If you have this beloved person being a beloved person, Okay. I, I mean, and let me, let me say this, cause I know we're, we're running up on time here and we've been talking forever about this and it's all going to change. You know what I mean? Like, I think they got to pivot. I've been told they're not, but I think they will. I, um, I want to know in your perspective, Oh boy, what happens when you give one person creative control? Oh. Because, I mean, listen, a lot of times there's been a lot of discussion about WCW back in the day and about this guy had creative control. But you and I have had a conversation before when there were no mics around about what creative control when one person really means in execution. Can you share that with everybody?
0: <laughs> Folks, this was old Connie standing on business. <laughs> and that's no cap.
1: I love you for that.
0: Oh, Conrad. It is very simple. Connie asked me, my beloved co-host, what happens when you give just one person creative control? You basically give them the keys to the castle. There's no gray area. Because when you have one guy that can do and come and write as he pleases, it affects the entire domino effect. There's no such thing as, oh, I'm just going to write my stuff. No, 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 no. That because there's a dominoes. Oh, if 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 you don't like how a program's going two weeks in, three weeks in, you're gonna pivot and say, No, I want to work with this guy. Well, then, then those dominoes fall. It's turning the keys of the castle over,
1: period. To be clear, if Rock wants to wrestle Roman, that changes Roman's creative, true or false. True. It changes Seth's creative, true or false. True. It changes Cody's creative, true or false. True. It changes whoever Seth's opponent was going to be is creative. True or false? True. The, it, so it, creative all the way
0: true. down, yes. literally to NXT, all the way
1: down to the point where they're booing his daughter for no reason. That's unnecessary.
0: That's a shame.
1: And Perfect. the timing of when she became the GM may or may not have been around the same time that he came back. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I do want to mention since we talked about stats, I know we're up on time. You want to guess how many days the American dream Dusty Rhodes was the NWA world heavyweight champion? I'm he uh, he uh, like Mick Foley had not one, not two, but three reigns. What's the total number? You want to guess?
0: Yeah, I do. Hold on. Three reigns. Three reigns. Can you give me just the years?
1: Uh, let me see if I can find that. I don't have it in front of me.
0: I bet. Okay. That's all right. Cause I just, it's a little different, but so I'm going to go a little higher than 29, but
1: higher than 29.
0: Yeah, so I'm going to go 110 days.
1: You know, every now and again, I don't like you worth a damn. Uh, let, let me, let me, let me see if you want to change your, your answer. He won it in August of 79. He won it in June of 21. And then the last time, uh, which is the one I'm most fond of, because I was, I got to see this one, not live, but on tape, July 26th, 1986. So 79, 81 and 86. July of 86 in Greensboro of all places, by the way, but your guess was 110 days. Yeah. It was 107.
0: Bo oh! folks, promo code my world. Download the DraftKings app. <laughs> by the way, the, the title. That was
1: supposedly the dusty title that, that Seth is wearing. I have the actual title that dusty wore, and I'm bringing it along to Starcast down under, I can't believe that's a real sentence, but I'm going to Australia and I'm coming to see you boys and girls with the macho man, Randy Savage's intercontinental title. That's right. The one from WrestleMania three, the actual big gold belt that Hulk Hogan played air guitar with in the NWO. That Ric Flair wore on WWF TV and that Dusty Rhodes won in 1986. Not just those, but the Rocks WrestleMania 17 world title. That's right. The biggest WrestleMania of all time, Rock and Stone Cold. The belt those guys were battling for is coming to Australia along with me. You can see the belts, meet and greets galore. Meet all your favorites. See the matches. Watch the shows. Wait, matches? That's right. This time StarCast has not one, but two wrestling shows an all women show brought to you by Mickey James called H E R and Bret Hart's Australian stampede, a supercard of wrestlers from all over the world. We've already announced Bret Hart, Mickey James, Shelton, Benjamin, Chris masters, and so many more still to come, but we're also going to be doing stage shows. These are panel discussions where not only do I get on stage with some of these talent, but other hosts do as well. And you get to be the third man in the ring with us. So to speak, we're going to be doing Q and A's. Bret Hart and I are going to be on stage together for the first time ever. There's so much to ask him about Vince McMahon, about Hulk Hogan, about Eric Bischoff, about Bruce Prichard. Everybody's got a Bret story. And now we'll finally hear from Bret. Not only that, we'll be discussing the 30th anniversary of his favorite match with his brother Owen at WrestleMania 10. All that and more. Tickets are on sale now. We're coming to you, Ballarat, Victoria, Australia. It's our very first international StarCast. It's April 11th through April 14th. I've got my airfare and my bags packed, and I can't wait to see you. Make plans to join us at starcast.com. Don't just get a ticket, get a bracelet. If you've got a gold or a platinum bracelet, you get all access to all events all weekend. Don't you dare miss it. That's starcast.com. Jeff, I didn't know what to expect when we sat down and we clicked record. We talked about stats of titles, we talked about philosophies and creative control. But let's say this in a loud and clear voice The Rock being involved with WWE is best for business, but I would like to see them finish the story. And I think they've got enough time to pivot because unlike many years ago, even when the Daniel Bryan circumstance happened 10 years ago, WrestleMania many is two nights now, Jeff. Hypothetically, a lot of options there, right?
0: You got to love the business. Yes. I mean, it's, it's, there's nothing like it. I mean, in any shape, form, or fashion. I don't know if you got a chance to watch the Grammys, and 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 just you know, uh, there was something about um, Celine Dion, and you know, it it was she hadn't been seen, but she said something to to in effect that everybody in the room, uh, they did it out in L.A., uh, should stop and smell the roses, or, or something to the effect, and be very grateful that the power of music and how it can touch so many people's lives. I'm not going to draw a correlation to, to, to music and professional wrestling, but I I'll say it's, if you're listening to my world right now, or you're a first time listener, it's the uniqueness of professional wrestling is something that has been so difficult for so many years and generations for people to put their thumb on and the stigma of oh my gosh it's 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 fake it's fake fighting or and then you know the black eyes that it's gotten through the years and all this but as you see time go along and go along and go along and go along and now we're we're kind of uh transitioning into an era although an enormous black eye hanging over the business, but we're transitioning into the air and we'll transition out of it and there'll be change, but who would have ever thought, and I've said this a few times today, that the biggest box office attraction would be sitting on in the world. And he's a third generation professional wrestler sitting on top of the industry, the challenger brand, set the attendance record on their fifth year of existence wrestling is seen all over the globe and it is a global form of entertainment and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger bigger. i'm here for it connie i'm i'm sign me up daddy i'm i'm all for it i mean you're going to freaking australia um, it just, it's amazing. It, it, it is, it, it is, uh, it, it's the end of the day. It's why I do this podcast. Love talking wrestling.
1: I love talking wrestling. Can't wait to talk to you next week about wrestling. If you've got a question for Jeff and I, we're going to have plenty of time to take questions next week. We didn't get to them this week, but it's easy to be interactive with our show. We want you to jump on and ask us a question right now. It's at my world pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. If you'd like to advertise on our platform, that's easy too. It's advertisedwithcharret.com. The best place to find us, if you haven't already, is hit the like and subscribe button. Even turn that notifications bell on for our YouTube. That's myworldonyoutube.com. Jeff and I have always prioritized our RSS, but we're going to make a move to make YouTube a priority this year. So the next time there's some breaking news and Jeff's at home, we may just sit down and chop it up live and take your questions. Don't miss it. Go turn on the notifications bell and hit that subscribe button at myworldonyoutube.com. Lots of great merch available as well over at boxofgimmicks.com. Uh you can uh, pick up the lot of chatter shirt and so much more. If you haven't already, leave us a review wherever you enjoy podcasts. It really helps the algorithm and uh if I can help you save some money, I sure would love to at savewithconrad.com. That's what I'm doing in my real life. I'd love to help you uh, break the chains of credit card debt skip a couple of house payments and get a lower monthly payment. You can do that by giving me a buzz toll free at 888-425-0105. or get a quick quote at savewithconrad.com Or if you'd just like to drop me an email, that's easy. It's Conrad at save with Jeff, I appreciate the time today, man. I can't wait to see what happens tonight on raw as we're recording this, but I'm really pumped to see what happens with sting and the title match this Wednesday.
0: All right. I'm going to, I'm going to nail you to it. Sting and Darby. Or Rick and Big Bill, who wins?
1: uh Rick and Big Bill. Mm. Sting's getting his first loss, and it's because of the Nature Boy.
0: Woo! Okay. I'm
1: there Did and hit Okada with a guitar. I mean, that's what I want on Wednesday, really, most of all. Yes. Love it. Can you imagine? I mean, first of all, for you to hospitalize Kenny Omega, if you could just start, re- just line easy, easy. them all up, it'd be fantastic.
0: The world of Mr. Omega oh we didn't
1: listen we're just having fun we're not trying to make light of it we're just trying to say that you're the greatest wrestler of all time and i'll say it again next week right here on my world peace hey everybody this is dan bespris host of fantasy nba today a daily fantasy basketball podcast we cover every box score from every game every day